friends. Their neighbor across the street, Sue Marvin, told me, they were a very private family. They were in the neighborhood many years before we got to know them a little bit. Maybe Alexander's own history had something to do with his tendency to isolate and his short fuse. He, his brothers, and his sisters had reportedly grown up in an orphanage after their father placed them there following the sudden death of their mother. He was never adopted. When he finally got out, after psychological stresses one can only guess at, he went to work, then joined the Navy. He got married soon after he was discharged. The sudden severing of Alexander's bond with his mother, by death, and his father, because he felt he couldn't work and raise children at the same time, together with his being raised in an orphanage, wouldn't necessarily be enough to set dominoes falling toward a fatal catastrophe, but it could be. It is interesting to note that the same circumstances figure in multiple stories in which a family member eventually kills a child, including that of Scott Peterson, the Modesto, California man who killed his wife, Lacey, and unborn child, Connor, in 2002. Peterson's mother had been placed in an orphanage and was raised there. Although Alexander seemed to be the disciplinarian of the family, his son Rick told me that he more commonly meted out punishments at the direction of his wife, Shirley. She would just tell him what to do, and he would listen. He was quiet around her because he was totally controlled by her. He could be talkative and laugh one-on-one, but when he was with my mother, he was almost silent. That doesn't seem surprising. Having lost his parents and been sent to an orphanage for his entire childhood, Alexander Plasia must have welcomed a woman who promised to make him part of a family. It makes sense that he wouldn't want to rock the boat and be thrown overboard again. For her part, Shirley Plasia wasn't likely to yield to a man anyhow. According to a close family member of hers, her father, Stiles, had abandoned the family when the children were quite young. Shirley herself was barely three years old. Stiles had met another woman, taken off for Chicago, and gone to work in a steel mill. He never paid child support, though, and had almost nothing to do with his children. He left his wife, Velma, struggling to support them as best she could. She went to work, and her own mother, Shirley's grandmother, stepped in to take care of the kids. According to Shirley's close relative, Velma had once said, Men are all right in their place, but I don't have any place for one. Both Alexander and Shirley, then, were the products of fathers who turned out to be disastrously, catastrophically unreliable. They seemed to have agreed that women should wield the power in a family. If you were just a few minutes late for dinner, one of Shirley and Alexander's children told me, my mother would be very unhappy and very angry. If you showed up one minute late for an event, you'd hear about it. She may be-